0: Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, September 18th. It is Florida week. I am, I'm in that mode where I'm talking myself into it more and more every day. I'll, I think there's a chance we win, and it's kind of for, an, I guess, an unexpected reason. We'll get into that. We will preview Florida. Um, we're going to do the Florida preview, talk about what's going on with uh, Jeremy Pruitt and the Tennessee Walls this week. Uh, we're going to welcome on Trey Walls from Fox Sports, Knox, and The Drive. Um, we're also going to have a college football preview, NFL power rankings, and our segments for tonight. You ready for Saturday? How are you feeling? I don't know. I don't know yet either. I don't know yet.
1: I'm nervous. Do
0: you like? Do you like or hate that Lane Kiffin predicted us to win? I liked it. You liked it. Okay. I did like it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, but it, it, it doesn't make me feel better or worse. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha.
0: Before we get into this episode, I'm going to tell you guys about my bookie. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast. It's easy. And they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with him if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try Parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now. My bookie will double your first deposit only if you use promo code SHARE. That's C H A I R to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. I put some money in my bookie account today.
1: Nice. I, I is that where you're going with the rally cap? Do it Is yeah. that where you're going with the rally cap? So
0: um, I actually just realized that i will still wearing it backwards. Um, why did I wear it backwards? I put it backwards going out the door for some reason. And now you mentioned it. Hmm. So it's yeah. like, is it here to stay? I don't know. We'll see. I'm having a. I feel like the episode's going well right now and. I am a, you don't want to mess it up. I'm, a, I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious, gotcha. and uh, so now I'm just gonna roll with it. Yeah, it's um, good. You usually can't see my face on the show, which I think is a good thing. So you're gonna be stuck with it today. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, so I think we have a chance at Florida, and it's for this single reason right here. Number one, there is there is some. I, I should preface this. It's I guess it's not one reason, but we do have some talent this year. I think our offensive line is a little bit improved, which isn't good because their defensive line is very good, but, you know, they're burned up though. They've improved, yeah. The last few weeks. My my the real reason I think we'll win is cuz I just don't think Florida is good enough just to run away with it this year. Now, yeah. just as much as they'll find a way to lose, we'll find a way to lose. So yeah. it may just be who wants to win, you know, who's less willing to give it away.
1: The thing that, that kind of Makes me think we won't is in a close game, we've proved that we'll just do something stupid. Like you said, just give it away. They've proved that they can actually win those close games.
0: Right. They don't have their quarterback. True. Which is some of your leadership and some of your swagger, per se.
1: Yeah. But I mean, Trask did a good job when he came in. He did. He, he did. But you taking.
0: can't replace the leadership that Franks has.
1: Oh, yeah. You I agree. That. He's what, a 3? This it, is his third year starting? Or yeah. just a second. Third
0: year starting, so there's definitely leadership value to that position. I mean, I think Florida's the better team. I just I'm not convinced they're good enough to run away with it. We're a 14 point underdog right now. That's the spread. So I mean,
1: I think I would I would take us to cover.
0: I think I think I would too. And we'll get into this too in a minute. But can we hang on to the football this year? We need Garantano to be a little bit more loose in the right word, but willing to let the ball fly. I guess. And sometimes that leads to turnovers. Be a and gamer, that's the unfortunate.
1: Man. Just See, be a what, gamer.
0: I agree. We don't have the team good enough for you to be a game manager. I can assure you that. The yeah. defense isn't good enough. No. And, I mean, I, your running game's probably good enough, but your defense isn't good enough. So, yeah. I You know, I, I want these coordinators are familiar with one another. Jim Chaney and Todd Grantham have played against each other for several years now. Jeremy Pruitt and Dan Mullen have played against each other for several years now. There was three or four years they were in the west together so they play each other every year mm-hmm. so there's a lot of familiar familiarity i don't know if i can say that word good but there's hard a word. lot of that there hard word. <laughs> that word yep. um a lot of that there and i think that's good for both teams though that's the thing it's mm-hmm. like both teams kind of know what to expect to an extent so can we be more flexible i guess than the other two coordinators yeah I- that's big in this game
1: I think it's huge just not to be scared. You you can't play scared. You can't call it play scared because which I, I don't mean, think Jeremy
0: Pruitt does that. So that's yeah. I, I mean, to us.
1: Florida is they're three mm-hmm. zero, but they could be one and two. They very, could very, easily very be one and two, and that's what we are. So I I don't think they're that much of a better football team than us. They are ranked in the top ten. It's in the swamp. I get that. And we're playing a lot of freshmen. You know, it's, it's time to grow up.
0: Yeah, and we're asking for that to be done in a hurry. Uh, also, if you're in this broadcast, feel free to ask a question or uh, comment along with us. And uh, if we need to respond, we will. If we see it in time, I may not. But, f- yeah, follow along with us. Uh, have, you know, comment with us. Um, yeah, them, them being ranked 10th is a, a little crazy. They have done what they needed to do, though. I mean, that's the bottom line is mm-hmm. when they were top 10. They were number nine to start the year, right? Number eight?
1: I think they're number nine right now, right?
0: Did they drop a spot? For some reason, I thought they were eight to start.
1: Maybe they were. So yeah, They're number they, nine right now.
0: But they've done what they needed to do to yeah. stay in the top ten. So, fair to that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you said they've proven they could win in close games. You know, I don't know if they've proven that yet. Look at Miami and Kentucky. Kentucky coughed it away. Miami's offensive line was atrocious. And coughed it away, I guess. Whereas, they didn't cough it away as much as Kentucky because Kentucky literally missed the last second kick. But Miami had a chance to win too. Yeah, they I not mean, bounce on it. So like, I
1: mean, could yeah, they could be one and two, but right. they came out and they're three and zero. Oh. A win's a so, win. Is a win. Is a win. Is a win.
0: I don't disagree with that. I just I, I, it goes back to my point that I first said. I think it may be up to whoever is gives away the most. Whoever gives gives away the game the most loses. Yeah, and that's what I feel like this is going to be. It's going to be an ugly affair, probably. If I guess.
1: Yeah, it's, it's never pretty, right? <laughs>
0: it hadn't been the last few years.
1: No, it's never pretty.
0: Yeah, so Florida is ranked 12th in the SEC in rushing yards.
1: Yeah, they can't run the ball. And that offensive and, line is pretty bad, too.
0: And their uh, passing was ranked... Uh, where I have that up? Did I even write that down? I did. Fourth. So, you know, ha- you know, point them, but they lost their quarterback. Yeah. How much can Trask or Jones replace that? I don't know.
1: And how do you go out there... Never starting since your freshman year of high school. That's
0: insane stat to me. Yeah. So did he get offered by Florida, or did he walk on?
1: He transferred, right?
0: Sure. I don't know. I don't know his background. I thought
1: he transferred from Ohio State.
0: Trask? Interesting. I didn't is know. That. That is that not right? I don't know. I, my, my point was, how crazy is that? So he's, he's on scholarship at Ohio State or Florida, maybe. Mm-hmm. How How do you get a scholarship never playing in a game?
1: I think he, I think he was a walk on.
0: Okay, that makes that makes more. Sense.
1: Of some, I mean, he was a three star and never starting to be a three star. That's what, what high good. school was
0: he out of? Do you know? I should have researched this. I know of, he um,
1: was behind the Houston quarterback. Now gotcha.
0: i made fun of uh, oh, who was it now? Good God, Coward mm-hmm. had Urban Meyer on today, and Coward didn't know that uh, Joe Burrow had played at Ohio State.
1: <laughs> oh, so he he he's been at Florida the whole time.
0: Okay, so. that's, for some reason I thought that. I just I wasn't aware that. Okay.
1: Something happened with Colin Coward today in that, Ohio That's what I'm state. talking about.
0: He, Colin Coward, didn't know Joe Burrow had played at OSU. And okay. He asked that's her, he asked that's what, what I'm he getting at. He said, up. "How did he get out of Ohio State, or out of yeah, out of the state of Ohio?" And Urban was like, "I mean, he was there for two years, three years, and then he was a grad transfer." <laughs> I was like, "That's fantastic." So now yeah. I feel like Colin Coward. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so,
1: but yeah. uh, interesting stat about Kyle Trask. He's the first quarterback to wear number 11 since Steve Spurrier. Oh, wow. Spurrier!
0: (laughs) Yeah, Lane Kevin did say he wore visors for Spurrier, too. Not the same (laughs) style of visor, but he wore a visor. Um, Yeah, so they do lose that passing yard. They're they're fourth in the SEC. They do lose their biggest chunk of that being their quarterback. Um, Now, Trask may be up for the task. I don't know. Um,
1: Trash. (laughs)
0: He went uh, 9 for 13 for 126 yards, which is kind of impressive. Didn't throw any TDs, didn't throw any interceptions in his fourth quarter against uh, Kentucky. Um, Kentucky's looking at last defense year, is terrible. Do what? Kentucky's defense they is are. absolutely they're, terrible. They're pretty rough. And they lost the safety in the middle of that game, too. Yeah, they were that, already down. that secondary is one of the worst yeah. secondaries I've ever seen. Um, in 2018, oh, this was pretty crazy. We outrushed uh, Florida. I think we outpassed, no, we outpassed them, and they out, uh, outrushed us, but not by much. Yeah. It was literally our six turnovers that were the difference. Yeah. They scored on four of those. They got 24 points from our four turnovers. Bad. You know what they beat us by? 26. Yep. Now, I'm not saying they don't still – they may score those 24 points maybe. Mm-hmm. But it is huge to hang on to the football. Yeah. It was – I mean
1: – I mean, that that's and, – And when Ethan
0: Wolfe's – or not Ethan Wolf's, uh Austin Popes was a touchdown for us. Yeah. For, we're at the three yard line. You would think we at least get a touchdown or at least points.
1: Well, you think you would just dive over and, and score touches. Yeah,
0: if the ball got in the end zone, you should be able to get in the end zone. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> no one's I don't care who you are, I'm not getting hogged at the three yard line when I see open grass in front of me.
0: I mean, I would say I'm not.
1: <laughs> I would do everything in my power <laughs> not to. I wouldn't yeah. try to stiff arm a guy behind me.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. I, I can assure you that. Um but yeah, no, I mean it's just I don't think this team's that much better than us.
1: No. I think we're going to have to make Trask uncomfortable. I think you bring blitzes all night long from everywhere, even when we have seven DBs. I don't know why we have seven to 85 DBs on the field at once, but we do. So, Um, might as well use them. Yeah, so, I mean, use them coming off the edge and and everything. I think if you sit back in zone coverage, Trask is probably going to pick us apart. Yeah. Because, and it's not really on him. I I think they have a good receiving core as well and are – DBs haven't looked great.
0: They have not looked great. We may get Ross Thompson back this week. That'd be which huge. should help. Now I don't know because the Taylor seems to have been apparently a he was sophomore. working
1: with the ones today. So That's what I heard.
0: That was that was a rumor I saw. I guess we saw the, the same tweet on on the Twitterverse. Um, yeah, I you know, so my question to you: Do you think Dan Mullen actually is planning on using a dual threat or a dual threat uh, to a quarterback system?
1: Maybe. Um, I don't think our defensive line is. I think it would be smart for him to use him. But on the flip side of that, if Trask is running your offense just like Felipe Franks would, then what's?
0: I mean, I would kind of say I bet we see both quarterbacks on Saturday. I'm not saying in you know rotating series or rotating Mm -hmm. snaps or anything, or you know even someone like Jones coming in to run a certain play that's kind of more catered to him. I mean, I'm sure he's gonna ride the hot hand, but I'm imagine we see both and unless Trask just comes out and dominates from sack yeah, one. Right. I imagine you see both and kinda like Kentucky, he said he was planning on playing both, but Trask was playing well, so he rode the hot hand and so I, I think that does kind of depend on, on how well Trask plays. But yeah. also I mean I don't expect them hopefully they don't just dominate us from the get go. So I expect to see both quarterbacks at some point.
1: Yeah. And and that the Emory Jones, he's gonna run. Like that's Yeah. That's what he's there for. Mm-hmm. He, he, so, I feel like third and third and short, you might see him right. in the game more. Um, and third and long, you'll probably see Kyle Trask back yeah,
0: there. Yeah, and I'm curious. You know, if Trask couldn't play well the the first drive, first two drives. If we see uh, Amory Jones siding early on in a position of you're going to take the rest of the snaps here. You know I mean? Yeah. I, I am curious to see how he handles that.
1: Yeah, I mean – with either one of them you you still want to make them uncomfortable and and bring pressure um something we haven't really seen a lot is pressure um so the defensive line is gonna have to step up and you know you're gonna have to take shots with you know Mm -hmm. making Kyle Trask get the ball out early making him confused disguise coverages you know they're gonna have to throw a lot of things at him to make him uncomfortable to to win this game
0: yeah oh absolutely absolutely
1: um I don't see them pounding the football on us. I don't think our defensive line is very good, but I don't I don't think they're that. Offensive
0: line and run game is good enough to really just. Right,
1: to overpower us. Yeah.
0: Trying to think of any run games we made look good. Because they
1: were under 100 yards against Kentucky until that one at the very end where it was like a 76-yard yeah. touchdown run, untouched. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, I still was. God, I was but their like defense that. is what worries me. Their offense, yeah. not so much, and, but their defense it, worries me.
0: And it's really just their defensive line, their front seven, that make me nervous. Yeah. I, I'll, you know, when you look at the matchup, their secondary isn't terrible, but they're not great either. When you look our wide receivers versus their secondary, it looks pretty even. So, yeah. that doesn't make me
1: as nervous. And Florida's banged up. You know, they they lead the nation in sacks, but they only had one against Kentucky. Um, so, I feel like that's something we can kind of take our breath about, because yeah. <laughs> When I first heard that they led the nation in sacks before the Kentucky game, I was like, damn.
0: We're going to be in for it. Yeah, but
1: they yeah. only had one against Kentucky. I feel like it's it rests on J.G.'s shoulders. You know, he's got to get the ball out quick. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's also on Jim Chaney. You're going to have to, you know.
0: Play calls that only you know he can.
1: Yeah, this this bunch set, this tight personnel that we have, I don't think it's going to work. For one, it's been working against these teams that we've faced so far, but I don't think it works really, against GPC. Florida. Yeah, um, I and if it does work, I guess you run with it. But yeah. I don't see it working. I think you're going to have to open up, um, you know, open up the playbook for one spread, spread the ball around, um, get people on the outside. You're going to have to get some running lanes for um, Eric Gray and and Ty Chandler and Tim Jordan. If you're all bunched up like that, I feel like it's it's too much and. With Ty Chandler and Eric Gray back there, I don't I don't see them doing well against the Florida defense.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see them spread Florida out specifically, just because you do have the athletes on the outside, but they've also got the guys in front that can really create chaos in there. Yeah. So spread them out, make it easy, make it easier on the running backs. Really, I mean that's that's the main reason I want to see that. Not so much for JG. I mean, spread it out may help him. I you know I don't know. I'd but the reason I want to see it spread out is mainly for the running backs because they mm-hmm. can produce. They can. Give them the opportunity to produce now.
1: Yep. So And then their DBs, they have Trey Dean, C.J. Henderson, which is questionable. I think another role player on there is Steiner. I think he's questionable. Sean Davis had two picks against Kentucky. Um, he looks to be a, a pretty good guy back there in the secondary. So, Marco Wilson, that leaves you. I think you yep. pick on him just like Kentucky picked on him. Um, I think Ahmaud Jones, maybe that was his name for Kentucky. I don't know, but he picked apart Marco Wilson. Right. And I would like to think that Mark West Calloway, Josh Palmer, or Juwan Jennings is better than Ahmaud Jones.
0: Yeah. I mean, you would think. And someone said, uh, let's see, who's this? I got to get a new phone. Brandon Gann looks like get one-on-ones with Jennings. I definitely like that thought. I think that'll be tough. Um, but ideally, you know, you see him overload to Jennings' side, and that creates good opportunities because we haven't used Cowley much this year. Now, I don't think Florida, knowing the talent he has, would just let that be, mm-hmm. you know, his own. So that does help Jennings there.
1: But they do trust their secondary loss. They so. do.
0: So you may, see, you may see one-on-one matchups with them. Yeah. Take advantage of them when you see him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you do have if, – if you're able to get Jawan Jennings in, you know, isolated uh, moments, use him there. Um, you know, if they do shade to his side, You've got. You mentioned Marquez Callaway um, and the other receivers we have. That then they're uh, then they've got space and they're isolated one on one. So use those guys when you have the opportunity. Use Todd Chandler out of the backfield because um, I mean that just gives you extra talent to spread the ball around.
1: Yeah, I mean th- this is Cheney's game. This is Cheney's game to to earn what we paid him. Yeah. Oh yeah. For um, sure. You know we have too many athletes. You know we like we said this before. We have too many athletes for. JG just to sit back there time after time and get yeah. hit.
0: I'm not bought back in. I know a lot of people either are, maybe it's just Florida week, got the juices flowing. I'm not bought back in yet. I liked, I thought we did what I needed to see against UTC to convince me we can keep moving forward. Um, this is a big game. Yeah. This is a big game. This really, you, you, I saw you tweet earlier today that, you know, this can make Georgia, I think Georgia will be an important uh, recruiting weekend regardless, but it elevates that level. If you win this game,
1: yeah. If you if you beat a top ten team, you're like, oh, you know they they might have a shot against Georgia. I'm gonna yeah. go see that game. Yeah, and I don't want to say this. I, I want to win, and that's what I want. But I don't want to go in there and get blown out by it. No, before. you definitely need to compete. Period. Yeah, you gotta but, compete.
0: And but I mean, just looking at the importance of this game, uh, you start two or zero and two, one and two um, against. Uh, I guess I've heard BYU's technically a power five school since they're independent. I'm not buying. They're they're a G5 school for me. And you lost to two G5 schools. Um, None of that matters in the SEC schedule. You can still play for a championship game, and it starts with this game. Can you win it and get yourself moving in the right direction?
1: In my opinion, this erases a loss. Maybe not to Georgia State, but it probably erases BYU to a certain extent.
0: I mean, for me, as far as looking at the SEC schedule, it, it erases both of them completely. You take care of business here. I don't think we'll be in Atlanta. That's why I have to bet that I'll shave my head bald if we end up in Atlanta this year. But if you win this game, you God. put yourself
1: on the right track. Oh, yeah.
0: If you win this game, you put yourself on the right track to get to Atlanta. Yeah. So you, you can't get to Atlanta without beating a team like Florida. Because you're probably going to lose to Georgia and Alabama. Mm-hmm. You can lose to a team, thankfully, like BYU and Georgia State, and still get to Atlanta. It doesn't matter; those games don't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Just go win. Just go take care of business. What's in front of you? You can't do anything about the past. Look at look at Florida. Take care of Florida. I know we won't overlook Florida. If we get beat, we just got beat. Um, yeah. We won't overlook Florida, but don't overlook them. Just take it week right now. It's week by week. It is week by week. Take care of the opponent in front of you, and and you've got a chance. And that you know, it, it doesn't You know, I don't. I don't know we'll always remember the Georgia State game until we start winning championships but you start taking care of business in SEC play those wins definitely or losses start to definitely be forgotten
1: yeah so, so before we get in our predictions of what might actually happen i have 3 big things okay. that i think is key in in us beating florida number 1 we got to get a pass rush of some sort if it comes from henry tootoo um daniel batuli if it comes from our secondary we got to have some sort of pass rush um and that's that's asking a lot of the defensive line cuz they're not very good. But we're going to need you to step up this week. Mm. It's a big week for you.
0: Dar- Darryl Taylor.
1: Yeah. Get crouch, your Harrison, right you know, those guys are going to play key roles in this game as well. Um and like we said, freshmen, time to wake up. You yep. know, this is this is exactly why you signed to play at Tennessee to play in these games like like Saturday. Yep. Um next one. Avoid negative plays. We're not a great third down team,
2: no, so we're not.
1: especially third and long. So if you know we we can't have just where well, we run to the right and get a negative, you you, you lose four yards. You, you can't do that. You you can't you can't give up sacks, especially multiple sacks. You know, one every now and then that's probably going to happen. It's it's Florida, um, but you can't just have somebody like last year where he comes untouched. Yeah. And destroys JG in the back. Um, I mean, and some of that's on JG too. He's got to get the ball out. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you can't sit there for five seconds and think you're not going to get hit by Florida. Right. Um, and then the next one, turnover battle, got to win that.
0: Turnover battle is that's very key. very important. Um, we could show that to you by watching last year's.
1: Yeah. Last year's game. Because so. Kentucky had four turnover turnovers. If yeah. they don't turn the ball over four times, they win that game. Right. They should have won it anyway. Yeah, no. But... So uh, do you
0: want to do a score prediction now?
1: Yeah, man. Um I'm ex I'm excited. I was excited last year too, so if that tells you anything. <laughs> um I don't know. I, I just don't – I don't really know what's going to – I don't know which Tennessee team. Are we going to see somebody that built on UTC or are we going to see that team against Georgia State that just lays down?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I have a problem getting up for this game, which is a positive. Um, I just – I'm not – I don't see that we can win games right now. I don't see that we can score points when we need to score points. I don't see that our defense can make big stops when they need to make big stops. You have, you have BYU – I know it's four-down territory, but you have BYU on third and – they're an 11 yeah. from their own 19-yard uh, line, I guess. And you can't – you can let them have a first down there. Yeah. You can let them gain 30 yards there. And you're what, how many Six seconds away oh, yeah. from winning a winning a game? And you just let – so I'm not convinced our offense can score points when needed and our defense can make big plays when needed. I, until I see that, I'm going George, or Florida, excuse me, 28-20. I'll get to the Georgia game soon. But I'm going Florida 28-20. And that, on Saturday, when you hear our keys to the game, believe me, it's going to be in favor of the walls. So, here's, <laughs> my, here's my pick before I get to that point. Um, I'm going to go 28-20, and I might be spotting us a few points. i may. Florida will be able to score probably not as much as they would have with Philippe, Felipe, but yeah, they're going to score.
1: I'm going to go 31-27. I think if they give us... They give us three points, Samagli is is banging that home.
0: I hope so. But I hope you're right.
1: if if it's 27 one twenty seven, we'll try to go for the touchdown and we probably don't get
0: it. Okay. Anything else you want to add to the fourth? In a
1: in a great in a great world, C Mag gets a dong punch for the win to give us the lead, and then Henry Chotuo stops the guy on fourth and fourth and inches to ice the game.
0: I'll take when time expires right now, just I'm not gonna <laughs> give our defense a chance again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll i go. Time expires. Um, anything else you want to add to that Florida preview?
1: No, I'm good.
0: You're good. That's all I'm we good. got. Until, I mean, until Saturday, that's all we got for the Florida preview. It's we'll probably talk about it. Well, we will be. I'm sure we'll talk about it here with Trey Wallace in just a second. Yeah, Sunday, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. That's all I've got for the Florida preview. That's all Landon's got for the Florida preview. Until Saturday, we will go live probably closer to game time since we won't be going in or, to the game or anything. Uh, we'll just be watching on TV. But we're now going to go to a short, quick break. We're going to get Trey Walsh. Actually, and, I got
1: some like, other notes, oh, kind of practice notes. Oh, I didn't tell you about this, but I, right? I wrote this down. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to mention it right before we get Trey on here. Um, so what did you think about Jeremy Pruitt saying that he had very few mental errors with that offensive line he had? And it looks like it's going to be the same offensive line starting this week as well.
0: I mean, if if that's the case, I, I haven't – I've only watched probably half the UTC game. I can't think of anything that stood out to me that was just terrible mental-wise for yeah. the line, missing blocks, not touching people. They're big. Yeah. <laughs> if that is one the thing. case, if we had a few mental errors against UTC, you know, few to none, that's where it all starts. If you're not there mentally, you're never going to get there physically. No. So, if you're mentally prepared, mentally there, you at least have a chance to get there. Mm-hmm. So, that's a positive. I mean, that's good. We're heading in the right direction then.
1: And do you think Bryce Thompson plays on Saturday? Yes. I do too. <laughs> I don't, I don't think know if he starts. I yeah. don't know if he gets a
0: start, but he plays. Like,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah, when you need him, he's going to be on the field. I, I – w- But uh, what's weird about that, like, you would think he would do the same thing as Batuli and and get in the game and knock some of that rust off. Yeah, maybe KC's. some of it
0: was just, you know
1: – PR standpoint?
0: Maybe. Because, yeah, maybe. Three games is better than two. <laughs> yeah, I guess. he's suspended. But
1: at the end of the year, you're like, okay, he was suspended for two games. Yeah. Cool. He's or if he was suspended for three games, like there's not that much of a difference.
0: We suspended him for three games. Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> um, and then we could
0: have suspended him for two, but we did. We chose three.
1: Yeah. Great university. <laughs> discipline. That's discipline right that there. Is. No, that, that's um,
0: rules and discipline.
1: Um, Kenneth George practiced better than Alante Taylor, and that's why he got the start over.
0: Uh, that was kind of my thought. Now, I, you know, I, when I said he did it for to show like. You know, we'll start anybody. I I don't think he would have just thrown Kenneth George out there if he didn't think he was ready. Like he felt comfortable going, yeah, proving a point with someone who had practiced better that week. I'm sure and I, played
1: I played the majority of the snaps. Yeah,
0: when when I said it was probably from a, you know, coaching get Taylor's button gear. I, I don't. That wasn't me saying I don't think Kenneth George is good enough to start. He he has to be good enough to start for proof to be able to prove that point.
1: Yeah. Um, and then so. I guess I'm the reason for the downfall of Tennessee football. I don't know if you, you saw that. I saw that video. Yeah. I was like, what in the world? Like, how is that? Mo-? I get it. Hey, I get it. What did the guy
0: say in the video? I must have missed that.
1: It was just a bunch of.
0: I watched I watched it, but like, what did he say at your point? I, I clicked off after that point.
1: Oh, uh, I think he was just talking about like the fan base and how I guess they don't deserve what's on oh. the field. Yeah, um, we
0: don't. You're right. I agree with you. i 100%, 100% good, sir.
1: Um, but yeah, I'm the blame. But what would you give up for a win in Florida? What would you give up? Anything?
0: Uh, I've seen people willing to give up fingers and toes. I'm sorry. I've given Somebody up.
1: said they give up their left nut.
0: I've given up a lot for that university already. For that football team.
1: But you'd give up some.
0: I I, would I don't know. Like I like. I'm not gonna give up a. I don't know. I'm not going to give up a finger and a toe for oh, that. Oh, no, no. Like, one of my biggest fears in life, I'm a very active person. I enjoy sports. But I'll do
1: it for a national championship.
0: Okay, maybe. But, like, one of my <laughs> biggest fears is, like, being paralyzed and not be able to, like, to do stuff. Like, yeah. that's a fear. If I don't have a finger, like, I'm not going to be able to flip you off when I'm, <laughs> when I'm like, I'm ah. <laughs> just kidding. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, what's it worth? I don't know. I am willing to go ball. I mean, like, I'm willing to do stupid stuff like that. Like, when next time we beat Alabama, the next time, not if we beat Alabama at this point, the next time we beat Alabama, I'm getting a tattoo on the old SS Mitchell, the rear of the SS Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that. It's probably not going to happen for another 15 years. So
1: wait. would you get JG's face like Randy Ball?
0: I would not get JG's face. I'm sorry.
1: What about? I'd get Jim Cheney's face. Ooh.
0: If we beat Florida on Saturday, I will get Jim Cheney's face tattooed on my ass.
1: If he wins oh with that my, quarterback, yeah. he deserves
0: an ass like mine.
1: I would say like you'd have to get like his like a body shot, but it would have been like your whole ass. I,
0: I feel like I should get what is Jim Cheney? What I don't know. We'll see if we can work it out. We'll go. We'll go face. I don't for know now. if there's enough ink. I don't know if there's enough ink <laughs> either. And then we'll go body potentially. I need it like a caricature, like a small head, a huge body of Jim yeah. Cheney. Yeah, that's what we'll do.
1: I don't know if I'll get that. I don't like needles.
0: Well, what's funny to me is like tattoos, like I have several. I'm like, I, like I'll like i gladly do a tattoo. Like as long as I can cover it up, I'll do a funny, silly tattoo. Mm-hmm. Cause I just, I don't mean it only hurt for like a week. If yeah. that depend I mean the one on my arm didn't hurt at all. The one on my leg was killer. So killer. It hurt pretty bad. So yeah. Um, yeah, anything else work. now before I,
1: no, I'm good. I don't, I don't really know. So what what I, are you giving up? What'd you say? A finger. No, no. Okay, oh, okay. No, Heck okay. no I well, we were talking about that, that. and You said for a national championship.
0: Okay. Yeah, for a national okay.
1: championship, I'd probably give up a finger. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're terrible people. I don't. I would wax my. I would let somebody wax my whole body.
0: If we beat Florida on Saturday, we get to wax Landon's body.
1: Okay. Not not the <laughs> not the.
0: <laughs> you don't want the Brazilian. Not the yeah.
1: Not the jewels. Okay. Yeah, okay. we can't be doing that. That would that uh, would paralyze me. It would hurt. It would
0: pretty bad. <laughs> Um. Perfect. So now you know what happens if we beat Florida on Saturday. Um. Hopefully it happens. I, w- I would love to get that tattoo on my ass, and I would love to wax land his body. So I'm here for Wait, it. Wait, I didn't say you get to. I, I'm, okay, watch.
1: <laughs> um, I get to I'm, give the tattoo.
0: Okay. That's just going to be like <laughs> – It's going to be a stick figure, Jim Cheney. Yeah, definitely. Stick figure. You yeah. yeah, you get it. Um, all right, we're going to go to a short, quick break. We'll be right back in just a second. We're going to get Trey Wallace of Fox Sports Knox and The Drive. On here, we're going to talk some Tennessee football um, this season, maybe some other Tennessee sports. We'll see what Landon and Trey got for us. We'll be back in just a second.
2: Bear with us. See you on the other side.
1: We welcome onto the show Trey Wallace, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who has all the contacts. Um, you can find him on the drive on weekdays. I think it's three to six. Is that right, Trey?
2: Absolutely. Uh, everything's here. It's Florida week. So you know what that means? <laughs> yeah. It means a, a lot of trouble, right? Yeah. No kidding, man. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting week, but, uh, Hey man, we look forward to it. I think Tennessee's actually going to play a lot better this week, so it should be fun.
1: Yeah, so let's get right into it. You know, we come off a win to UTC. You were sick last weekend. Um so did you celebrate too hard?
2: Uh no, man, no. Unfortunately, uh I, I decided to to grab a, a tuna fish sandwich from a Subway and I just that didn't play well. So, is mm. what it is. Uh, <laughs> no, what the wasn't a lot of celebrating, man. It was uh, that was a it was an interesting game against Chattanooga, and one that I, I thought that, that Tennessee really came out and set the tone, which you should against an FCS school. But I say that in a way of you know in a game where they didn't against Georgia State, for them to come out and you know for for them to get that big lead early, it gave the separation and and gave the, the opportunities for other players. And and the thing with like Tennessee is they're running twos and threes a good amount of time during the rear in in regular games. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you saw a lot of action from guys that might not take the field guys that uh, like Elijah Simmons, who will probably end up getting red shirted this year. He was back on scout team practice yesterday and today. Uh, But you gave that opportunity. And I think that's exactly what Tennessee needed along with scoring points.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, now we know never trust a tuna fish sandwich from subway. Um, but yeah, Trey. Slow, yeah. Slow start to the season. Um I think we can all agree on that. Um but you get to see practice. Um it's very short periods of practice. But you get to see it. You you got to saw it. You got to see it um in the off season and uh during fall camp. You know, is is this the same Tennessee team that you saw in those practices? You know what? I, I
2: a lot of people ask this question and and I like to preface and let people know. You know, even during fall camp we were only getting about at the best day 12 minutes out there on the field now you know what we have to do is is you know we talk to people who were there the rest of the practice and uh, we get information on the, on those lines and you know we try to put the pieces together um i i with tennessee and the way that they rotated offensive line in that first game i i wa- i honestly think tennessee treated that first game as an NFL preseason game where they can try to rotate as many people in there, see who's going to be starting, see who they can rely on for BYU. Um, I don't know that, and I hate to say this, but I don't know if Georgia State was the highest priority for Tennessee. Uh, I was told they started working on, you know, that that game film that week, you know, and, and they've been working on, you know, BYU, Florida, stuff along those lines. And I'm not putting anything on the you know, on the players or the coaches. I'm not trying to hate them. I'm just trying to be realistic that I just don't think they took it seriously enough. And what happens is you come out in a game like that where you've got a coach like Sean Elliott who's been in the SEC. He knows what it takes. And they start getting a lead and, and momentum starts swinging their way. And Tennessee found themselves in a spot where they were having to fight back and you got a lot of players on this team that are so young and inexperienced, maybe they didn't know how to fight back, and, and it bit them. Um, but then, I, you know, you guys, you go look at the BYU performance, I thought Tennessee played well. I thought they did pretty good at the defensive line spot. Um, wide receiver position, yeah, I would have loved to see more downfield throws. Uh, linebacker was getting better, but the problem is, is you know, and, and you hate to put it on one person. You really do. But a lot of it's communication between the secondary and the linebackers and who's calling these plays and how they're getting in. And, you know, Alante bit on a, a little bit of an in-out, which maybe he thought they were running man. I really don't understand that part. But, yeah. you know, they get beat and Tennessee loses the game. And I think that's set up a different kind of mindset because, honestly, Tennessee should be sitting 2-1 right now. You know, I, I BYU it was a fluke. It was lucky they won. Congratulations to them. And I think they showed that against USC that they're a good football team. But that's one Tennessee should have taken care of. And hey, they they sit at two and one now. What I think Tennessee has done, I think they're better at now. They figure out they figured out the five on the offensive line, and it's interesting we see K Ron out there and you see Darnell Wright on that right side. You know, I thought they would flip-flop positions, but that's just the way they're going right now. And I think when you have a starting five and consistency, it's going to bring out the best in your players. And I think you're going to see that on on Saturday. You're not going to have much flip flop And I think if you do, it's it's only because of injury.
1: Yeah, and you talk about that offensive line. I added up their um, weight. No, they're not. And it was it, – it added up to be exactly – Fifteen hundred and ninety nine pounds, uh, almost a sixteen hundred pound wall. So, so do you think Tennessee's offensive line is going to be able to push around a beat up uh, Florida defensive line?
2: I here's the thing about Florida's defensive line, you know, and I and I look at this game and it, man, it looks familiar with an offensive line standpoint, like the Miami game, mm-hmm. where Florida was able to get pressure off the edges. They were able to take advantage of Florida's young players. I, I mean, I'm sorry, Miami's young players. I don't think their offensive line is anywhere near as good as Tennessee's, um, you know, when it comes to talent-wise. Yeah. Uh, but then you go, but then you go look at UT Martin, and then you go look at the Kentucky game. You know, Florida's defense gets a sack. You know, during the Florida game, and it was a fluky kind of play. And I'll be honest, Kentucky's offensive line kind of did their job against Florida. Mm-hmm. They were running the football. They were giving, they were giving them time to throw. And when you really break it down, I think, look, tennis, yes, Tennessee's going to be a disadvantage when it comes to on paper. Um, but if they could somehow give Garantano three seconds in that pocket, let him get rid of the ball, and Garantano's got to go through the progressions. No more just staring down Dominic Wood Anderson coming off the slot or, or Jawan Jennings. He has got to go through his progressions because he's missed a lot of reads over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But I say that to say this. I think Tennessee's offensive line is starting to come into form. You can't take much from a Chattanooga game. You really can't. But if you go back to that BYU game and you kind of add these two games up, I think you're starting to see more consistency that will help the volunteers going into the game Saturday.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I feel like Jim, th- this is a, this is a game where Jim Chaney is able to to make those big bucks that we're um, paying him. So do, do you feel like this is more on Jeremy Pruitt? Or do you think this game is more on Jim Chaney?
2: You mean that in the Florida, the upcoming Florida game? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I man, that it's difficult. Look, he, we know what Jeremy Pruitt is going to do. He's been working with the secondary uh, most of every practice. We're out there, uh, you know, him handing it off to Derek Ansley. You know, Jim Cheney. I don't think we've seen Tennessee's offense yet, full offense. I mm-hmm. just don't. Yeah. Uh, I go back and I I look at the the offensive plays they were running. They don't. And they haven't tested much downfield, per se. I know Callaway had that long bomb, but that was because it was so wide open because of a a Chattanooga secondary defender fell down, Right, and that's why there wasn't much competition. Um, I don't think we've seen everything yet. I think you're going to see something this weekend where you've got Ty Chandler and Eric Gray lining up in the backfield together, uh, and then you can rotate one of them out to the slot position, which what that does is it's going to make your linebackers bite and try to figure out, okay, Am I going to go with Ty Chandler here on the run game, or do I go with Eric Gray, who's now slipped out to the slot? All it does is give Tennessee more weapons. Uh, and I think that's what a Jim Chaney's offense is going to look like. I, you know, If you really want to know, go back and look at Georgia versus Bama last year. Go back and look at the LSU tape from last year. There's a couple of games where you can see how he's used his running backs and his wide receivers to his advantage. Uh, the big thing about – you know, with Jim Cheney and the offensive line, it's also about giving Garantano, you know, the free reign to go here. It doesn't seem like for the through the first three games that that Jim Cheney is kind of let Garantano get out there and try to see what he's got. Now the problem is Garantano's interceptions. You know, right. the yep. the interception to start the second half against BYU, that's on him. I mean, if we really go into it. Garantano should have probably had four interceptions in that first in that game against BYU. Uh yep. there were multiple times he was throwing in the three to four man coverage. I just think you've got to take the gloves off now. I think you've got to test them like they did against Auburn last year. You know, Florida is hurting in the secondary. I know they've got Marco Wilson. He's trying to get back. Henderson's coming off an injury. Uh they're they're getting kind of thin. And if you let Tennessee's veteran receivers, you know, even Palmer, go out there and try to make plays for you, I think you become to their advantage. So I'm interested to see what Chaney does. I think he rolls out more of the playbook this week. Um, And I think it'll surprise some Tennessee fans just how different maybe this offense will look compared to what you saw in BYU or Chattanooga.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Saturday could bring pure excitement to this fan base um, and this program, or it can continue to be this rough patch of what we have right now. Um, if you had to pick yeah. an MVP to um, at the end of this game, if Tennessee were to win this game, who, who would you have as your offensive and defensive MVP? MVP?
2: I, I think this is a game for a player like Jawan Jennings. This is going to be his last trip to the swamp, last time playing Florida. I think you, you, you saw the press conference quotes from yesterday or the media yep. session. You know, he's excited. He's ready to go. But that's Juwan all the time. I think you're going to see players like Eric Gray, Juwan Jennings, uh, even Dominic Wood Anderson. I, I just, especially on the offensive side of the football, they're going to have to be playmakers. But I, I would honestly say I think if Tennessee wins that game on Saturday, the MVP award needs to go to the offensive line. Because yep. if they can keep David Reese and, and, and the Florida defenders out of the backfield for a lot of the game and keep Jarrett Garantano from off his rear end, Tennessee has a chance to go down to Florida and pull this upset off. And, and, and here's the thing. Tennessee is not as bad as what their record looks like. And I know that Tennessee fans, they look at this and they see one and two with a loss to Georgia State and BYU. Well, try to try to wipe that BYU game off because it was such a weird play. In the Georgia State game, you just got to live with it from now on. There's nothing you can do to get away from it. Right. Um, I just don't think they played enough, of they're good players, and I think they were rotating so much. But this team is actually, in my opinion, good enough to get on there, cover the spread, make this game a fight. And if Tennessee, you know, plays the way they should and don't turn the football over, this will be a game going into the fourth quarter. And on defense, guys, it's Daniel Batuli. Mm-hmm. Having him back, having him on the field, uh, in a game in the Swamp, him being able to get the play calls in from the sideline and relay that to Henry and into the secondary to his defensive line, I think that's huge. So my playmaker you know, on defense, it's going to be Daniel Petuli in my eyes. We'll see how much uh, playing time or rotation they do in the secondary with Alante or Kenneth George, who gets that start. That's going to intrigue me. Um even the, the the safety position with Nigel, I want to see him step up. You know, I, I, Nigel Warriors has got the same amount of interceptions as Jeremy Banks does, and that's two. Mm-hmm. And, man, you would think that doesn't happen. Uh, but I'm interested to see now – and Bryce Thompson. Jeremy Pruitt just talked about it in the press conference. Bryce Thompson will travel to Gainesville this weekend. Jeremy Banks is going to go with him after his little stupid U-turn he shouldn't have done and should have gone to court. Uh, But I'm interested now to see Bryce Thompson, if he gets some playing time out there. Because if he does, it's going to get Tennessee a lot more depth and a lot more opportunities in the upset. Yeah,
1: and you talked about Juwan Jennings. If I'm a Florida DB, I'm scared to death. um, Because he is going to bully me, not only when the pass is there, but on run blocks, you know, he is there to bully you. Um, But on the flip side of that, you know, what scares you
2: about Florida? Their speed. Their speed. Fre- Fre- Swain is, is is such a speedster on the outside, especially in the kick returning game and special teams. Uh, Lamarcus P-, P Ryan is a running back that I've watched for many years uh, because he came out of my hometown of Mobile in the Theodore area. He's a running back that's grown. He's lost some weight. He's got more speed to him. Um, you you look at the outside and the, and the playmakers they have with receivers. And then here's here's the thing: it's the unknown with Cal Trask. Kyle Trask came into that game on Saturday. It seemed like he had ice water in his veins. Came out there, got it done. You know, Kentucky gave that game away, and I completely understand that, the way they played on defense then <laughs> the way they played on offense when they were up two possessions. But Kyle Trask comes in there and takes over for Felipe Franks, and you would think this Florida team looks better. Uh, so I think the unknowns are the big thing with, with Kyle Trask. Um not Tennessee put him on his rear end, get enough pressure on him, get him a little shook uh, in his first-ever start. And if that happens, you put yourself in a good position to maybe force some turnovers. And, and I think that's something Tennessee is going to try to capitalize on. But you, everybody knows about Florida's linebackers, and, and they know their defensive line. Uh, you got to keep David Reese away from Garantano as much as possible, even if that means you know slipping in an Austin Pope on a motion just to pick him up uh, on his own or having Jawan Jennings come across the slot. You saw that against Auburn last year. Jawan Jennings was a huge blocker in that game. Uh, I, I, Florida has playmakers. They do. Uh, but also I think Florida's ranked a little bit maybe higher than they should right now. Yeah, I think 15 or 16 would be a nice little ranking. Ninth in the country right now with what I've seen so far is a tad bit high.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's talking about a borderline playoff team there, and I just uh, I just don't see that from them. Um, Not yet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but this this will be Jeremy Pruitt's, um, I think, sixteenth game. Is that correct? Sixteenth. Yep. Yep. So sixteenth yep. game. So what's your thoughts on Jeremy Pruitt so far since he's taken over this head coaching job?
2: I think you know what, man. It is a guys. It's a for a first year head coach. It is a learning experience. And, and look, you can have Philip Fulmer all around, you know, you can have Chaney and T Martin and Derek Ansley. You can have these guys around you, but there's one CEO of the football team and that's Jeremy Pruitt. And has he made mistakes? Absolutely. He's made mistakes, but is he learning from those mistakes? I do think he is. I, I, I think he is trying to build upon the small things that he lays in a foundation year one, I think the players kind of, kind of like screw it towards the end of the year, and I think that's why you saw performances like that against Missouri and Vanderbilt. It was almost like the Auburn and Kentucky wins were the big ones of the season, and we'll just kind of be done. I think mm-hmm. the players are more bought into the system. I think that he's taking the advice that he's getting from people around him on on how to handle this team. Um, there's a reason why he hasn't come out and completely slammed Jared Garantano. Are completely slam Bryce Thompson or these other players? You don't want to lose these guys, yeah. and and I think that's a big thing. As much as he's talked about the freshmen and the sophomores on the team, he needs the juniors and seniors this week, and especially you know because my big thing is if you get through this game against Florida, you've got technically two weeks to get ready for Georgia, and I, and I think Jeremy Pruitt understands that. I think he messed up with his game planning when it came to come to Georgia State. I think they focused too much during fall camp uh, on Florida and BYU and not getting his guys set up for the first game of the year. I think he's learned from that. You saw a hell of a lot more energy against BYU, and you definitely saw it against an FCS team in Chattanooga, which you should have. And I expect this team to come fired up come Saturday. I do. And I expect them to go down there and try to set the tone with running the football. Um, And Jeremy Pruitt, you know, he – it's interesting. He, he, he's more colorful now in the press conferences. Yeah. Uh, he says what's on his mind, and I think that's the big thing. There's always learning curves, guys. Look around the country. You know, I, I look at Will Muschamp, you know, when he took the Florida job. You know, that, that was something different for him. Uh, he had to learn. Things didn't quite work out, but he was still winning some games every now and then. Yep. Um, so, hey, look, things happen. He's learned on the job, first-year head coach. Now he's in his second year. Let's see what he can do. And uh, I think he's in the right direction. And I do think he is the coach for Tennessee. Now, if they somehow end up, you know, 2-10 and on the season, okay, we'll have a conversation again. But I think his players are bought in enough, and especially the young guys, that I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, and you talk about those young guys, you know, we were talking about earlier on the show that it's it's going to be a wake-up call for them, you know, it's time to grow up because this is the game that you signed – um, on that dotted line to come to Tennessee for, you know, playing in the swamp, playing re- in front of that yeah. crowd.
2: Well, and he talked about that earlier. Somebody asked him the question about, you know, going these freshmen and younger players going on the road, you know, maybe first time going on the road, first time, you know, flying with the team and other stuff like that. And he's like, you know what, nowadays in high school, you've got teams flying everywhere to play other, you know, play other teams and stuff like that. It's not new to these guys. And I kind of agree with that. I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, them going in there and have that veteran leadership um, on defense and on offense, telling these guys, hey, this is what we're doing, understanding the silent count. Um, I think it's smart that you put K-Ron right next to Darnell, and I think it's smart that you put Trey Smith right next to, to Wanye Morris because they're going to need that come Saturday. Um, but you, what you said, his first game on the road, the biggest thing and the best thing for Tennessee is this game's going to be played at 12 o'clock, man. These guys are going to go down to Florida on, on Friday. They're going to fly down. They're going to do a walkthrough. They're going to try to get some sleep the night before. And then they're going to wake up in the morning and go play football. You don't have to sit around and wait till 7.30 for an SEC Network game. They yep. get to go play immediately. And I think that's one thing that will be at Tennessee's advantage compared to Florida's.
1: Yeah, those young guys don't have to think as much throughout that Saturday <laughs>
2: Exactly, exactly, and, and you know, we'll, we'll see how loud it is, but the good thing about it is the, the fans are quiet when their team is on defense, so that's good. Where's Tennessee the youngest at? It's on defense, mm-hmm. and the fact that that crowd's go down there, it's going to be quiet. They're not going to be trying to mess up Kyle Trask, so that's good for Jeremy Pruitt to be able to communicate with his secondary, communicate with Batuli and Henry and the guys along the defensive front. I think that's a positive and I think that's going to help Tennessee uh, during the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, Trey, you're getting me pumped up. You know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get
2: on the plane with them and, and, and suit us. I, I just know that – look, and, and here's the thing. Like, I, I feel question from family members all the time. And we were season ticket holders for Tennessee. And, you know, and, and, and I understand it. It has not been the best start to the year. You feel embarrassed, you know, and and I understand that. I get that. I see that, and I talk to people every day about that, but here's the thing. The Tennessee team is not as bad as the team that came out there and lost to Georgia State. I do think this team is competitive enough to go down to Florida, and if top punch comes to shove, I do think they're capable of kicking a field goal at the end of the game with Brent Samaglia and winning this game. Now, on the flip side, I do think Tennessee is young enough where they could run into a lot of problems. They could get down 14 to 17 points, and it could be tough, but If there's one thing about a Jeremy Pruitt team, I I think this year and what they're trying to do on defense and especially on offense, I think you have enough senior leadership and enough guys that are going to try to get these guys going. And it's always fun to go on the road, man. It always is. I don't know what the crowd's going to look like on Saturday. There's still thousands of tickets for sale, according to StubHub and Ticketmaster. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff. Tennessee's got to take advantage, and they've got to take advantage early. Um, And if they do... It's the SEC, man. Anything can happen. Absolutely. So Trey, what's
1: what's your prediction?
2: Damn it! I knew y'all were going to do this <laughs> on Wednesday. I knew you were. I knew you were, and I was prepared. Well, so so um, we give our
1: realistic prediction on Wednesday, and then when Saturday hits, then we can give our Tennessee prediction.
2: <laughs> no, guys, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go twenty-eight, twenty-four, Florida. Okay. Um, I think they end up winning at the end. I think Tennessee covers just red. I think it's something Tennessee can build on towards the rest of the season. I think they're competitive. I think they play a fiery game, but in the end, uh, you know, the swap gives you three points anyways. And then I think Florida will give you another one point on top.
1: Awesome. Well, I wanted to hear Tennessee, but maybe Saturday we can get a Tennessee prediction out of you. (laughs)
2: Hey man, look, it's covering the spread right now. That's That's what I'm calling. And, um, you know, uh, it's so this team is so damn weird guys that yep. they had the playmakers enough to go down there and win they do i think the defensive line is the one thing that gives me the heebie-jeebies about even trying to maybe even look at tennessee winning the game mm-hmm. uh but if they can somehow get some productivity out of this defensive line and force cal trask into making mistakes is tennessee has a good enough secondary i think tennessee's one of their deepest spots this year is secondary and wide receiver if they can force couts raskin to make mistakes uh the ball could fall tennessee's way and and you never know anybody can beat anybody and i think we saw that the first week of the season (laughs) i think we saw that last week where kentucky should have beaten florida by probably three possessions but they kind of gave that one away so we'll see it'll be a fun environment on saturday man and uh I look forward to being down there, and we'll see what Jeremy Pruitt's got, got in store for him.
1: Yeah, well, Trey, we got one final question for you, and then we'll let you get off here. Um, if you wrote me a letter, if you just wrote me oh, a god. letter, oh god, how would you end it? Would you end it with, sincerely, Trey, love,
2: Trey, <sighs> thanks, Trey, or TTYL? You know what the problem up here is, is that the fact that I had two little brothers that went to Auburn. Uh, I went to South Alabama, graduated from there. Two little brothers went to Auburn. My dad's a Tennessee guy. So I get this nickname War Eagle Wallace I, I, you know, for some odd reason. I guess it's from the state of Alabama is what you know, people want to add that onto. Um, you know, I don't know you really well enough to sure. say I love you, um we're tennessee fans I would, though you can say it you know <laughs> i get it I, I i get it and look i've hugged a lot of tennessee fans in my lifetime i have i'm not gonna lie there's, yeah. there's been some crazy games that i've been to but i think i would end it with a sincere, sincere and maybe uh i'll hit you up later okay something like that okay. uh, but there's not going to be any damn love letters coming from me gotcha um okay. i hate to comment too much on that but man if you're a media member can't be doing dumb shit like that so i agree just i just want to see if you'd ended
1: ttyl because i don't even know if i've ever used that in a text message
2: i i know i haven't uh <laughs> I, I don't know i might i might have thrown like an hmu yeah yep something like up. that thrown <laughs> in there but i have no idea it play. hey look man there it's uh tennessee football is a a crazy thing and there are some interesting fans mm-hmm.
1: slash
2: media members yep. uh in the area, and uh we'll just leave it at that. God bless you, hey, right? So, yeah, okay. absolutely.
1: Well, Trey, we appreciate it. Guys, you can check him out um on the drive every day, three to six. Um, does a great job of covering Tennessee Athletics and um the Vols. Trey, we appreciate it, man.
2: Guys, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week. Be blessed, and uh we will uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
1: All right, go Vols.
2: Thank you, guys. That was awesome.
1: Trey got me pumped up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to put on. Give me some pads. Give me this helmet. I don't even think this is. This is definitely not Antonio. That's not Antonio Brown approved, I don't think. Yeah, I'm pumped. Can you
0: please, like, run through a fence or something with that thing on one day? With that thing on? Yeah. Maybe You've got to replace a couple of things, a couple of. Fence post out here, anyways, don't you? So
1: I need to. So we can just run to. through the dead ends. See, football season, I gotta put everything like after football season. <laughs> so
0: yeah, absolutely. That was a great, great interview with Trey. Good job, Blanda. I wouldn't expect. Did, so did Eric Ainge really sign it? T T Y L
1: T T Y L E. I didn't
0: even see that. I didn't know where you were going with that. I was, I was completely caught off guard. I'll tell you that.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't want to throw. I was caught off
0: guard by the letter, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't want to, like, be, like, the butthole media member that, like, points out somebody doing something like that, but come no, on, that's man. pretty bad. Come that's on. That's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Like, if you want to write him a letter, that's weird, first of all, but, like, well, don't post it. I feel like he didn't write a letter from, like, a
0: quarterback perspective. I feel like he wrote it from a media perspective. Yeah. Or, like, a fan, fan a or fan. media.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I thought. Like, like, if
0: he's like, all right, I've been in that situation, I'm going to write this guy who's having a rough time as a quarterback, yeah, don't post it, just yeah. send it to him like a normal human being. Yeah,
1: like a kid sends a letter to Santa Claus. Yeah. I mean, you can send it somewhere. It might not actually go to the place. It might just go to your parents or something. But, yeah, it's weird. Very weird.
0: It was it was a strange. Um, when I saw that, I thought this was a fake account. That was my first thought, was this isn't really Eric Ganges. Yeah.
1: But, hey, Bryce Thompson is playing. You heard it yeah. from Trey. You heard it. I guess I missed that. On my way home, I guess I missed that. I didn't see hey. he was
0: traveling. I, I assumed he would. Actually, I think I did see that he was traveling. Because I think somebody shared it and said, like, there's no problem letting him play or something like that. I don't remember. I mean, that – If he's traveling, he's playing.
1: Yeah, so definitely.
0: You don't waste that 66 spot on a guy who ain't playing.
1: And, and to be out three weeks and say he's not ready to play, that's bull crap. That man's ready to play.
0: <laughs> right. Um, let's go ahead and jump to the college football preview. Some good games in college football. I'm not just saying, like, intriguing because, you know, the Vols have played them or anything like that. Like, there's actual intriguing games. Now, there are some that I'm going to talk about that I find intriguing because of either implications on the Vols or, like, we played them or will play them or something like that. Um, Some good SEC games. Uh, One I'm excited for just because I love seeing them get beat anytime. Number four, LSU at Vandy. At Vandy. Those those Bayou people aren't going to know what to do when they get into Nashville.
1: Dude, I'm telling you right now, if – there's anybody that's knocking off Alabama? It's LSU.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, I, I was. This, this could be a year. This could be a year years. They're better than Georgia.
0: It's going to be fun. These teams are going to be. It, th- that game is going to be exciting because it's two really good teams.
1: And if if Alabama goes undefeated and they end up beating LSU in the regular season, LSU is still a playoff team in my opinion.
0: Possibly, it depends on where other people fall. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't I don't see anybody that besides Clemson and Alabama I don't see anybody that's better than LSU.
0: I'm just saying like if you have undefeated Commerce champions, it's yeah, it's tough to deny. I'm just it, it, so it depends right. on where other people fall.
1: I agree. Um, that, that's so, what I mean by that. Yeah, so I think Ohio State and maybe Oklahoma, but if one of those team teams loses,
0: yeah, then LSU has a chance. Right. I mean, could could Washington stay undefeated this year? I could see it.
1: They play BYU this week.
0: No USC plays. Oh, wait, yeah, USC plays Utah. Yes, Washington does play BYU. Yeah,
1: that'd be interesting. They could
0: stay undefeated, though. It's possible.
1: Yeah, the Pac-12 is just
0: so bad. Yeah, but if you're an undefeated com- Power 5 conference champion, you ain't That's getting
1: true. it. I get that. But, like, yeah. I still want the best four teams in it.
0: I agree with you, but it, you have the Power 5. It's there to help your playoff. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, th- could this be the year where they're like, crap, we got to go to 8?
0: Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's possible. Because
1: um, I'm Because fr- I mean, – if you're maybe not the top four, but top six, Georgia would have to be thrown in there too.
0: Yeah, you'd have three SEC teams if you had a power uh, six, eight
1: or yeah, eight But yeah, if I, if I just had six and oh. I had first you'd round, SC- for two, then yeah, would, you have three
0: SEC teams still. Yeah,
1: yeah, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Friday, you have Utah and USC. I'm curious to see how that one goes. USC, USC just USC. coughing one away at BYU, Dude, um, oof. and then Utah, number 10 team. I didn't think they were a number four. When I watched them play BYU, I didn't think they were a number fourteen team. Maybe I'm just underestimating everybody. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, like Trey said, I don't. He didn't feel like Florida was a no, the we've, number nine team kind of in the country. Saying that, yeah, like, since the
0: beginning, and then, then you've seen it.
1: Yeah, and Utah. God, are we that? Yeah. Who's in the top ten? Who's uh, below them? Uh, I don't know. How did Utah pass Michigan?
0: So number seven is Notre Dame. Michigan's number eleven. I don't
1: know. Oh, Notre Dame is about to go down. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, some other games. Obviously, you have UT and Florida at noon. Uh, number eight is Auburn, and they're going. They're traveling to A and M this week. That's gonna be a good game. I'm excited. I am going A and M in that. How are you oh, feel? Okay. I know we kind of briefly talked about it before. Yeah,
1: I'll go A and M because it's in College Station. That's a huge um, place to play for a freshman quarterback. So yeah, I'll go A and M.
0: And then UCF, number fifteen, UCF and Pitt. They travel to Pitt this week. I, uh...
1: UCF would knock the brakes off Utah, in my opinion.
0: That would be an intriguing matchup. Break... Knock the brakes off? I'll hesitate that, but it'd Dude, be a good game. They
1: whooped Stanford. They
0: did whoop Stanford. Yep. Um, you've also got... You mentioned Washington BYU. I'm gonna take Washington. I could see them going undefeated this year.
1: They've already lost a game.
0: Have they already lost a game?
1: Yeah, they oh. lost to Cal. 2019. Yep. No. So, they ain't winning.
0: No, there's no chance. It may be a two-team... Two SEC team again. Yeah, they lost to Cal. Yep,
1: 2019. Yep.
0: Holy, wow. The That's the they, only Pac-12 team I could see going undefeated.
1: Yeah, they, I mean they, they got to be. Oregon's already lost. Yeah. Um, has Washington State? No, Washington State's undefeated.
0: They they won't they won't stay.
1: Undefeated. No, no, they'll get beat by Washington probably. probably.
0: Um, here's another matchup. I'm just like curious because UNC's actually been pretty good this year. App State and UNC. Yeah. Is this a game they cough up? That would suck. Cause who did Mac? They did lose last week. Could they lose to
1: who? UNC. UNC. Did They're on three and zero, are they? I'm pretty sure they end up winning. Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I'm curious about that matchup. Just because Mac Brown has had a pretty good year so far, so I'm curious. App State, you know, the upset team. I don't know.
1: Maybe. Um,
0: are you looking that up right now, UNC? Yeah. Uh, then you've got Kentucky, and Mississippi State. That's a good matchup for the Vols. They, they did lose. They did lose. Who did they lose to?
1: Wake Forest, 24-18. Oh, that's 18.
0: right. Yeah. I took them to cover, and they did not the
1: cover. I think Wake Forest is undefeated. They are. They are. They're 3-0. They are.
0: Um, they haven't played anybody. Kentucky and Mississippi State. That'll be good for the Vols to see. Good for ball fans to see. Yeah. Don't know how good of a game it'll be,
1: but. I don't know. Both of those teams kind of like. I thought they were going to be better than what they I thought Kentucky was going to be uh, a little worse.
0: I didn't think Kentucky was going to be as good as they were last year. I didn't, I didn't really have many expectations, but I didn't have high expectations for Mississippi State.
1: So. Yeah, and then um, they lost their quarterback, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yep. we got that. hmm
0: Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, maybe. Uh, then South Carolina-Missouri, another SEC East matchup. Who are you going there?
1: Dude, I, I'll say this. Ryan Holinsky is better than Jake Bentley.
0: Really? I haven't watched enough to say. so.
1: I watched him against Alabama. He, he didn't play scared. Now – South Carolina definitely was overmatched, but I feel right. like they they took shots and you know he yeah, executed on to. a couple. If yeah, you're not as
0: good. You have to try. To.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like he's he's better his freshman year than Jake Bentley was his freshman year. Well,
0: Jake Bentley was sixteen his freshman year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he but couldn't dry, His mom had to. I would him say
1: Ryan Helinski is better than Jake Bentley is right now.
0: Fair enough. I haven't watched him play, so I don't know. Um. Then so are you taking USC though in that game
1: against Missouri?
0: Yeah, I'm going Missouri. <sighs> I'll take Missouri. I don't know what the spread is.
1: I'll go South Carolina just because I don't – I think Kelly Brown will struggle with a okay. must-champ defense.
0: All right. Uh, Notre Dame and Georgia. That's a top-ten matchup. I'm going Georgia in Athens. Easy. easy. Yeah, it is easy.
1: By 10-plus. I, by I mean,
0: I'll set it, though. I'm impressed Notre Dame was able to go out and score 66 even on uh, New Mexico. I didn't think yeah. they'd have the ability to score that many on New Mexico. And then, then shut them out, too, I think. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Hey, we shut out UTC. We did shut out UTC.
0: <laughs> That's all that matters, baby. So Take that. Hey, if the other team can't score, you can't lose. So
1: Pitching no hitters over here. That's
0: right. Um, anything else for college football that you want to speak about before we move on?
1: No, I mean, last week I, I thought it – I think we said this on the podcast on Sunday. I thought it was going to be like a – terrible week for college football but it turned out to be good
0: i mean there were like you know only a few so maybe maybe this
1: one's gonna be terrible (laughs) but the
0: few good games ended up being good games yeah yeah yeah. and there's still not a ton of good games like that you'll have in week five through 10 right what week five through 12 but there's plenty of good ones that you'll you'll be able to watch any a good game at any point on tv which is nice um moving on to the nfl power rankings top five
1: Five, uh, I, wonder, number...
0: I wonder like I'm sure our first three will be the same uh, first two will definitely be the same after that. I'm curious.
1: Number one, Pats.
0: Yeah. New England. Number two, Kansas City. Yep. Done. Easy. Number three, who you got? Rams. You got the Rams. I've got Green Bay. Oh, okay. Got Green Bay there. Um I've got Rams at four though. I mean, they've won. I'm curious to see, you know, that Saints game. Saints did not play
1: They lost Drew Brees. They That's lost strong. Drew
0: Brees and that killed him. Then they had that penalty call back. Just kind of curious what happens if those few things don't happen. I'm not saying the Rams definitely lose or anything, but I'm curious to see what happens. Um, they get a touchdown called back. They did get the ball, but should have been a touchdown. So, I'm curious there. But, yeah, yes. either, either it,
1: it wasn't a – they blew it dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I thought happens, you said it was a penalty. No,
0: they did have some penalties. Crucial, I guess, penalties. Okay. But that one specifically, that's just unfortunate. Curious, that definitely takes Come some on, wind out of you. Like,
1: good Lord. Yeah. yeah. That's awful.
0: Absolutely. Who do you have it for?
1: Four, I got the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, dude. Lamar, besides Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson looks like he's the MVP.
0: You know, I have the the Ravens at five. So, I'm curious. I I was hesitant. I was hesitant a little bit to even put him on top five. I'm just curious because they haven't played great teams. Yeah. Who did they play this week? I said that now. I just forgot. They played Miami in week one and should have wrote that down. But, I mean, they still won. That's all that
1: matters. The Cardinals.
0: Cardinals. Yeah, so – Cardinals with a rookie QB. What um, well, they win,
1: 26-23? 23-17.
0: 23-17. So, I mean, they did take care of business. Um, but they played
1: the Chiefs this week, so we'll see we'll how good out. they actually are. We'll right.
0: find out if they're if, – I mean, I'm really – I know their defense isn't going to be great, but is Lamar Jackson the real deal? That's yep. what I want to
1: see. Yep. So. Number five, you said you have the Ravens. I have the Cowboys.
0: Cowboys. I, that was who I almost switch with the Ravens. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, I was gonna put the Panthers in there, but you know they're freaking terrible. Um, I guess we're just tanking. The... I was about to say
0: you, you were about to put the Panthers in there. No,
1: they're terrible. Oh my god, we're gonna have to get a quarterback soon.
0: Yeah,
1: Jake Fromm, you available? I know Tua is gonna be gone. Tua, will be gone. <laughs> Tua you can go ahead and buy your, um, go ahead and buy a house in Miami. Yeah, that's where you're going.
0: Absolutely. I guess you probably will try to pat, uh not pass the physical and. Maybe whoever the coach is, there. Will, maybe Nick Saban gets a new job. He passes on you because you're physical and ooh, and it's a life is a it
1: goes back to the Dolphins. vicious circle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That would that'd be then he comes to Tennessee after that, and Jeremy Pruitt <laughs> leaves and takes Alabama's job,
0: <laughs> and Nick Saban ends up in Tennessee, and we win again.
1: Ooh, <laughs> the circle, the circle yeah. of life. Absolutely. Uh, anything about it was NFL? good. I feel like that was that was pretty good. My
0: theory or my conspiracy theory, or your singing of Circle of Life? Sing, sing both are good, I thought. Yeah. yeah, they were both good.
1: I want to hear you say. Caleb was in singers. He was. This man is a music how. I'm a choir singer.
0: Yeah. I need, I need other people around me. Oh, uh, okay. I'm really a really good so, singer.
1: Social singer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, anything for NFL before we move on to our. Uh, segments or anything you want to throw in there before we go to our segments?
1: No, I'm good. Uh, actually, Rick Barnes is still on the recruiting trail. Went and saw a five-star power forward, Paolo Bonchero. Um, he's a 2021 power forward. I think he's the number three player in the country in the 2021 class. And then um, the staff went and saw five-star point guard, Kennedy Chandler. Um, he's out of Briarcrest Christian. Um, they went and saw him today. He is the number 16 player in the 2021 class. So I don't know if you know who Cam Hayes is, but Cam Hayes was a, he's a 2020. Um, I think he was the number 15 or so, 16, 17, something player in the 2021 class, reclassified to the 2021, 2020 class. And Rick Barnes told him not to come. He feels that confident in Jaden Springer that he told a four-star point guard. Or five star point guard not to come.
0: Bold strategy, God.
1: I mean, if it's we're turning around, if we're turning away five stars, bold <laughs>
0: strategy. I don't know how. I don't know how I feel about that. I think I find room. You know, I work to find room.
1: I don't know. I mean, if you can't take him, it's you can't definitely tough. Him. You can't get them all. Yeah,
0: you can't get them all. Even if they want to be here, you can't get them all. Mm-hmm. It's just when you look at our recruiting history, and even Rick Barnes, who's done pretty good since he's been here, don't know how I feel about
1: that. <laughs> He's doing great right now, so I'm, I'm not going to say that's fair. It's a wrong decision. I'm not, I'm if not it turns f- out to be terrible, then <laughs> then you can oh, blame absolutely.
0: him. Absolutely, I'm not even saying it's a wrong decision. I'm just saying I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it right now.
1: <laughs> I, don't,
0: I, I mean just look at our
1: history. Yeah, the,
0: I, we have two five stars in the history of our program, right? Three. I feel you. That's tough. If we start winning games, do whatever you want. Turn hey, them all,
1: Scotty Turn them all away and grab three. Scotty Hobson.
0: Was he really a five star? He's McDonald's All American. Yeah, he was a five star. I thought just Tobias and Was Robert Hubs? No, he was the top player in the state of Tennessee, I think. I think he was a four-star. Okay. I, I are know. you sure Scotty Hobson was a four or five-star?
1: I'm pretty sure. I just know
0: he's a McDonald's All-American. It was
1: close if he wasn't.
0: That man was a McDonald's All-American, and there were sometimes on the court he couldn't dribble a basketball. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it was rough.
0: I love you, though, Scotty. I need you to know that. I love you. Love you, no bro. No hate here, I promise. Bro. Um, Before we do our segments, Landon's got to tell you about some of our good friends that help make this show possible. You're yeah. never gonna go broke with these people. I
1: promise. Never. Hopefully, you can use them. Never
0: on a Friday, Hopefully Saturday. And hey, if you're real lucky on the weeknights, you'll never, never be lost, forgotten.
1: That's our good friends at Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you're always ready to go, you want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed? Listen up. Bluechew.com, that's Blue Like the Color. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. BlueChew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the US of A, baby, and since BlueChew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, you can get a special deal. Um, you can get your first shipment for free by using the promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR to try it for free. They're cheaper. Better, faster, the best option available. Guys, go check them out at Blue Chew. Just do it.
0: Go check out Blue Chew. They take care you never of know when that opportunity is going to arise. They take care of us. You take care of them. And in return, they'll take care of you <laughs> and your loved ones. So Good,
1: Kevin. They
0: will, hey, I don't know from experience yet, but it's Blue Chew. Definitely. I may know from experience one day. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Um, we're gonna do our jumbotron first. That's our first segment today. Best of all, Twitter accounts. Of all Twitter is—they
1: are rolling deep.
0: We're getting divided, man.
1: Yeah, it yeah. happens. It
0: happens. Div- Here's my issue though: people are dividing and conquering. That's that's the strategy: divide and conquer. But hey,
1: Taking that uh, settlers of huh
0: settlers of Katan. <laughs> yeah, Katan. Katan. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's more like a. Uh, Risk reference, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I need to play a good game of Risk. I don't play Risk. Anymore. Just
1: Battleship. I'm,
0: you can't divide in Battleship.
1: Oh yeah, you can. <laughs> believe me, believe um, me.
0: Jumotron, best ball Twitter accounts out there. My first one's UT basketball, the greatest ball Twitter account of all time that will ever exist forever. Oh,
1: okay. So we went for anybody's fair game. Yeah, oh, I absolutely. did. A, I did a little differently. Um. You do so, the worst fall Twitter accounts? No, I, I did I did like like fan wise, not really like
0: I just did anything that was ball Twitter. Okay. Anything um, that had to do with vol
1: sports. Or yeah. Okay. Just vols. Yeah, I'm ball basketball, that's great. That's a great one. I'm gonna go Power T Tape. Oh. It's my number two. My
0: dude. <laughs> shout, shout out, Power T Tape. I'm disappointed we didn't get to see you while you're in town. That
1: yeah well. sucks. Maybe next time. It was very unfortunate. I don't know if you'll ever come back, but maybe yeah. next
0: time. <laughs> maybe next time. Um, well, that was my second one. I will go with Rip and Peace. I think this is the right account. The new market mauler. Rip and Peace. I hate oh, to I see mean. you go, but I love to watch you leave. Good dude. Got gotcha. you got me coming back and forth.
1: Love you, bro. Sorry team. Um my next one is G Man Balls. I love the Prince. Man is hilarious. I
0: love the love the Prince. Uh Picture, yeah, or the Rick James feature trying to be Prince, yeah, yeah.
1: Is it Rick James or Dave Chappelle?
0: Dave Chappelle, sorry, it's in the he does a Rick James skit. Sorry, That's I'm, Rick James. <laughs> I'm Rick James, James, <laughs> Dave Chappelle acting like Prince, yeah dressed up like Prince. I don't know, I don't know how to say it.
1: Great guy, great, great,
0: yes. <laughs> the stand up is awesome, yep. If anybody tells you otherwise, we give her a third because now I'm, I'm gonna try to find a third so we don't have want any of the same okay
1: I'll, I'll go three. Um this guy is always on top of his game. Okay. Never cares about what anything anybody says about his tweets. He will tweet what's on his mind at all times. Lonely nut ball fan. <laughs> Love that guy.
0: I'm about to check him out. I don't know if I follow him. My last one, we will go with the man, the myth, the legend, John Claybo.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I would like that.
0: You'll, you'll never be disappointed if you follow him. His live videos are electric. He's up early in the morning serving the good people of Gatlinburg. He's just—he's a vault. He's a volunteer.
1: Just a good dude.
0: He is. He is. Love you, John Claybo.
1: I go to war with John Claybo. Oh,
0: (laughs) when they—when you say you'd run through a brick wall for these coaches, only John Claybo. It's the only person (laughs) I would even think about running through. Well, I'd run through a brick wall for anyone if the brick was made by, brick wall was made by Butch Jones. Yeah. Those things don't hold up. It'd be easy to take take down. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stupidity is an epidemic. We got some some stupid tweets for you, or stupid statements, or whatever.
1: Yeah. So one one thing I want to did you see the AB's doctor? <laughs> yeah, eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, for not paying your visit. I would just. I mean, did you see the video?
0: No. So there's a video of him like farting in the doctor's face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this guy's like, I don't know what he's doing. Something with his side or stomach, but he's like bent down, like right at this dude's waist and he's farting in his face. I'm like, you had Antonio Brown's not paying you $11,000 and you got pink eye out of it. I would sue too.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: $11,000 pink eye. No. Uh Oh. Like, it's, it wasn't just like a. It was like a. It was like a You think he was like, nasty set fart. him off by feeling around in the. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's weird. I was like, dude. Also, like, what are you doing for $11,000 doctor visit? Hopefully, he didn't pay that much money for uh, that chamber that you're in. <laughs>
0: I know. Oh, you know he never paid that. You idiot. know he didn't.
1: There's no way. I love, like, I'm not the brightest. But there's people that do, do, like, so much dumber things that I would do. I'm like, I feel good about it. Like, I feel like a genius to some people in this world.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Or I'm not as dumb as I think I am.
1: Also, I'm somebody gonna... somebody said they loved um, us talking about Florida in last last uh, episode.
0: The hate week? Florida hate week?
1: Yeah. Um, and how we thought that they're bad drivers because of the sand. Like, them just, like, tilting in the sand.
0: Are they driving the sand all the time.
1: No, I said they're bad drivers because they when they walk in the sand Uh-oh. they walk like this, and so that's how they drive. Interesting, interesting theory. We talked about it.
0: We talked about them walking in the sand.
1: Yeah, I said that's that, that's. Well, what? you said
0: something about them driving on Kirby Road. Like they can't drive on Kirby Roads. Did you yeah, also say that?
1: Yeah, I said that too. I don't remember. The you need to rewatch the episode. <laughs> I'll
0: just space out for an hour and a half. That's true. <laughs> I get it. Um, I'm gonna go with my boy he has me blocked I don't know if he can see this cause he has me blocked my boy Andy VFL Bowser he's the only person I know that has me blocked like other people I'm sure do but he's the only one I know has me blocked cause yeah. he he sent me a message and I'm quoting I don't use this kind of language shut the fuck up bitch lovey can come back dumb Ooh. fuck first off I never said lovey couldn't come back <laughs> I just said maybe sending hearts to an 18 17 18 year old kid is a little oh, wow. weird wow yeah and I didn't even like tag him ever. I just screenshot it and sent it to you or sent a tweet because we're making fun of Eric Gange, who's also another stupidity. <laughs> I didn't know. He, I, I guess I didn't finish the letter. TTYL. Yeah, dude. No adult say that. You think no. maybe his daughter wrote it and he got blamed for it?
1: Maybe. That's possible. That's a good dad. Good Ready? dad move.
0: <laughs> and I've got another one. Um, this is probably more a fail, but this is hilarious. So Colin Coward tweeted, Saints are too undisciplined. Too many penalties. Own worst enemy today. But yeah, i blame the NFL. And someone tweeted back at him a picture of his daughter in a bra on Snapchat with the caption, I belong to, all caps, THE STREETS. And someone said, your daughter is undisciplined. I was like, oh, that one stinks. Was, way, it lonely,
1: ball? was it Lonely Nutball? <laughs> nah, no was it Lonely Nutball? It probably wasn't, but that's something that that's dude would say. By
0: the way, Colin Coward, first off, congrats on the sex. Second off, your daughter is hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... The only thing you ever did, Chip, was make a hot daughter.
1: <laughs> Come <laughs> but, at you like a spider monkey.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, no. Shout out to Colin Coward for making a hot daughter and then getting thrashed online pretty much for it. So
1: <laughs> Nobody's safe on Twitter.com. No. Um, so, my first one is Red Zone Channel. So, the New York Johns tweeted, Daniel Jones has been named Giants starting quarterback. And then the Red Zone Channel... Quote tweeted and said, Daniel Jones has been named the Giants' starting quarterback. Like Say that they, again. They just copied the tweet. <laughs> they literally just said the same thing. Interesting. So, in case you didn't know, Red Zone broke the news that Daniel Jones is a starting quarterback.
0: Good job, Red Zone. Yep. Breaking, breaking news. Breaking news, breaking news. That's how we should do that for now on. Anytime there's breaking news, it's like breaking news, there's been breaking news. Yeah. That's how we're gonna do that for now
1: on. Do you have any more?
0: That's all my stupidities. I'm I sorry. Have, I just threw like eight in there on you.
1: I have one more, and it's football scoop staff. What said Huh? The
0: ball say scooping?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um I guess this guy. So he said the case for Butch Jones as your team's next head coach.
0: Oh, I saw that. That's
1: they read bad. an article about that. Do we have to like remind you of the Five years he was the head coach at Tennessee. I guess. Energy vampire. I'll do it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Who Some, else said that? Someone else said that the other day.
1: It's I don't funny. know. I was like, good Lord. Who tweets this crap? Right. And then Tyler Whetstone <laughs> says, uh, wish oh my God, Blake Kaupermeyer would just leave these guys alone. He's the worst journalist in Knoxville. He was being sarcastic. Um, First off. k
0: I didn't think that title was that bad like no it was like literally what happened like for all of their faults the headline that now the 247 we talked about this the 247 headline was not very descriptive no very obviously just click which i guess they're all kind of clickbait but i mean the kns i don't know how they could have better explained it in a headline like they wrote the article and explained it all
1: yeah and you didn't don't, even have to read the article
0: well i mean you probably want to just to get a better understanding what the warrant was for yeah because like they yeah but i feel like the headline was this Best it could. So, whatever. But, like, that dude being just an, I don't know, but quit being an ass. Yeah, just quit being an ass. You're the, it wasn't, That was the guy that was like, the amount of clicks I have on my website says otherwise. Was that
1: that guy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I used,
0: like, to, I used to like Blake Wilson, but. Mike Wilson. Mike Wilson. But now, drawing a line in the sand. Don't draw a line in the sand. You don't have to support your colleagues just because they're your colleagues. Yeah. I like I, I f- hate Landon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I get it.
1: Um I like Mike, but I mean I couldn't associate myself with that. No.
0: I I get why people people have left the Knox News Signal. I agree. I get it. Guys, that's all I've got. You got anything else? Yeah, I'm good. Guys, thank you all for listening. It has been a great episode. Loved having Trey Wallace on. Um, just a great dude, great journalist, does a really good job in Knox with the media and on uh, Fox Sports and Knox the Drive. Uh, listen to him every chance I get, which isn't often because of what I have to do at three o'clock, four o'clock, I guess, but, um, isn't very often, but do catch up online or on Twitter. Um, make sure you check out our podcast, armchairmedianetwork.com, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere there's a podcast, we're there. Uh, we've got plenty of content on the website currently. We've got, um, we're on YouTube as well. Forgot that one. Uh, you probably got here by Twitter, but if you didn't, that's uh, more underscore issues. Got the Facebook, more important issues. Instagram, more important issue 16. We're on social media. We're findable. We're not off the grid. We're here. We're very much so on the grid.
1: It's true. <laughs> We're, we are. And, and we got some shirts coming.
0: We do. Uh, we'll have... It'll be on Teespring. We're going to do them all through Teespring. We're going to try to get like a storefront going, uh, working on some other shirts and ideas. And then also, um, we've got one just in time for before basketball season, but we got one for that. We'll have some football shirts out as well as uh, just some more important issue shirts.
1: Absolutely. Um, That's all we got. Florida hate week. Hate on Florida 24-7, not just this week, but every week. Go Vols. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.